Welcome to the Retail Ready Podcast, hosted by Ben Wyatt, your destination for food trends, startup business talk, and some serious knowledge bombs about the food industry. Hold on though, before we start the show, don't forget that all listeners get 10% off any order from our podcast sponsor, Doggylicious. Just head over to doggylicious.com.au and use promo Retail Ready at the checkout. Enjoy the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Retail Ready Podcast and a happy new year. Hope everyone had a great break if you did take some time off and I had two weeks off. The last episode we did was probably around about middle of December. And then after that, I just took some time off and it was absolutely amazing. I didn't go anywhere, but for the year that we had um, and actually not having any annual leave uh, during that time, it was just beautiful. So really good to be back. Hope you guys uh, enjoyed it. Hope you guys feeling semi-refreshed and have put some plans in motion as to what you want to achieve this year. I've, uh, I'm just finalizing my goals. Um, I had a few goals last year, which I still achieved, which was fantastic. And there were business-oriented uh, goals. And this year, again, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking keep hitting these business goals because that's what I'm passionate about and the only thing I'm missing is probably a fitness goal so still working on uh, one or two goals and I'm not one of them where you have to make a goal on the 1st of January and then stick by it it's you've got to actually work um, work on it and make sure it's actually going to be achievable and actually stretches you um, so yeah really interesting and just for for you guys who are listening, um, I spoke to a consultant, ooh, when was that, a couple of days ago, who just blew my mind with something that she said, and we're talking about goals, and she looks at it from a point of view where if you're having a conversation with her at the end of December, so December of 2021, this year, you're sitting there, hopefully enjoying a nice gin and tonic, and someone goes have you had a good year what have you done and looking at it from that perspective I was like oh, that's a great way of looking at it and I sat with down with my wife and we had dinner the other night and we're going if we're in December now what is it that you'd look back on on the year and go yeah this is how the year has planned out and this is what I did so I, I thought it was a, a great way of looking at it instead of setting goals that you want to achieve having a flip, looking at it from the flip side and setting goals with the hindsight that you're looking back on the year. So really interesting. I don't know if that's any help for anyone uh, who's setting goals, but it made me think anyway. And so yeah, welcome back to the show. Thank you very much. Uh, In the last episode, it was more of a, a summary of the year. So a summary of what happened in 2020 from myself, the guests who have been on, the stuff that we'd learned uh, along the way. And yeah, 2021, um, this podcast, we're going to continue this podcast and we're going to continue to kind of grow it so that you guys benefit. And when I talk about that, it's probably more from a business sense. I'd love to get into the nitty gritty of kind of more business as well as the, all all within the food industry, but more about the startup side if you guys are interested as well in getting some real cool guests on who 
would support a business, whether that's from marketing, sales, and stuff like that. So really interested to see who we get on. And of course, we're going to be having uh, the guests who are bringing some great brands in Australia and globally so that you guys are always on the forefront. And this episode, I wanted to touch on 2021 food trends. And I, I say that with a smile because... I'm seeing on LinkedIn, I'm seeing uh, all over the internet, people put in their 2021 food trend uh, predictions. And we've just had the Whole Foods in the US release their um, kind of very famous, it's become a very famous um, article on if what they say is basically what's going to happen. And we saw last year that we saw we're going to see the rise of keto and people looking after their gut health and stuff like that. And then old COVID came in and just blew up all trends. Uh, So what the hell is going to happen this year? I think we can agree that, excuse me, I think we can agree that Panic buying uh, has hopefully uh, come to the end of its existence in Australia. But I say this, Brisbane has just had a three-day lockdown and there are panic buyers. So I don't know whether that's going to continue, but hopefully the trend of toilet rolls um, being the number one seller in the country comes to an end. And I typically hate food trend posts, um, whether it's people writing them or in this case me speaking about them it they have a purpose they're fantastic but for me they've become a a piece of work where people want to put the weird and wacky ideas so that they sound like they know something someone else doesn't and god forbid you say that the trend in 2021 will still be plant-based um because I can't believe how new this trend still is and it will continue to grow but no one will you'll never see it on someone's 2021 food trend list because it's old news you never see the same trend reappear even though this trend has just started you've got to look at it's in its early infant days from where kind of the products can go and the amount of money that's being invested into this space is incredible so I'm going to put it out there and I'm going to put plant-based is going to be my key trend for 2021 because it's just going to be another year where you'll see improvements made across the board. You'll see new brands coming in who have been working so hard over the last couple of years and now that they've got more investment, they can actually bring something to market. And hopefully one day someone's going to bring out a plant-based protein powder that tastes nice. Um, and don't don't be nodding your head and or disagree and going, oh, there's some good tasting ones. Don't get me wrong. That there are some okay tasting ones. They're not an amazing one, but with investment with technology. I can honestly say that in the future, plant-based protein uh, powders will probably taste like um, a McDonald's milkshake at one point. So yeah, looking forward to seeing what, what technologies emerge throughout this year and just kind of the growth of uh, the brands that are already playing in this space and even new ones that come to the market. So I wouldn't be very good at my job if I just said 2021 is going to be the the plant-based trend because you guys would be going, "Uh, Bernard, I knew that four years ago. And 
what I want to touch on in this episode is the stuff that I see coming this year and we had the keto we had the immunity stuff last year which kind of didn't kick off even though keto did kick off and people are still trying to give it a go I don't understand why you'd want to go keto um I just think it's absolutely stupid uh, I always even when I used to work with clients it was what diet can you see yourself still being on in 12 months time and I've never met anyone who has followed a keto diet more than a month so uh yeah let's see how that goes but I think that'll be uh, a here and now kind of trend and it will be here but um yeah it, w- it won't be one of those uh, long term trends uh in my opinion but what I wanted to do was touch on a few trends that I'm focusing my time on uh, and we've discussed this in the podcast over last year and we're also going to get some guests on who play in this space so one I can build my knowledge and you guys can build your knowledge so that uh, it just makes the industry and kind of everyone a bit more educated in uh, this future space so the world of nootropics and adaptogens just really intrigue me. And not because they're a buzzword, uh, but because they have the potential to actually bring a point of difference. And it's a point of difference onto existing products. So we've had low sugar protein bars or low sugar cereals and high protein cereals, bars, snacks, stuff like that. That's all well and good. Now you start adding in a few nootropics and adaptogens and you're getting that little 1% hopefully um, benefit, uh, whether it's energy, whether it reduces stress, anxiety, helps improve sleep. I just think the more that we become aware of these spaces, the more that research um, continues in these ingredients and the more that we can start playing around with them, I just think it'll bring uh, a whole point of difference uh, to a, an existing kind of category. And then there'll also be new categories that emerge, which will be kind of the nighttime snacking and kind of nighttime drinks to, to make sure that you have the best night's sleep. Because again, it's not a food trend, but it's probably a global trend where the importance of sleep I think a lot of people underestimate this and you've got those kind of a train of thoughts and train of people that are like, oh, sleep when you're dead, like hustle 24-7. It's like, mate, once you realize the importance of sleep and having a good night's sleep can do to productivity, can do to health, I just think people start taking a bit more notice in it. So sleep is not the food trend that I want to touch in uh, into, but I think the food-related trends to help with sleep will be a huge aspect uh, that we should be looking into for 2021. And the other one that uh, I'm touching on is, well, I, like just going back to nootropics and adaptogens, like if you followed my journey with Doggylicious, the brand that I uh, started last year, uh, I've dabbled in the nootropic space with L-finine, uh in our calming cookie. And it is actually getting some great reviews. I love um, going on the catch.com.au uh, site 
and actually seeing the reviews and it's not just me writing them um <laughs> i can't do that but it's great that people are getting some benefit from this space they're saying that the cookies actually chill the dogs out which i wanted to um but yeah this space this space can go anywhere like i say from the sleep aspect to the energy to the cereals and into the dog space so really interesting um to see what happens in that part and what i wanted to touch on is the next one where apart from huge ice cream innovation that occurred three four years ago like ice cream just blew up and if you if you speak to any category manager um in the desserts section they're probably suffering still from the the highs of the ice cream and i haven't seen much in the way over the last 12 months in that space the probably a few new brands that have come into it but halo top when they started bringing into the market uh, their sugar-free options and gourmet options like just incredible like i've never ate so much ice cream about three years ago but what i wanted to touch on is desserts don't really get the time or focus and no one is really digging into kind of the dessert space like i don't really know the last time i actually had a dessert or kind of an apple pie and custard after dinner um i used to have back in the uk like uh for some reason we'd always have i call it a yogurt a yogurt um these days after dinner uh you don't really see much of that so it'll be interesting to see if um again it might be the nootropics and adaptogens that uh, can play in this space which then um, kind of reinvents what desserts are for um, but desserts doesn't really get much airtime these days so it'll be interesting to see if that trend uh, kicks off uh, because like I say it's probably the one occasion where snacking has kind of just been pushed off to the side when people are literally sitting down uh eating their uh, watching their netflix and potentially could be eating a nice little dessert in some format other than ice cream so one thing i wanted to touch on though was with these food trends is who are we actually talking to and i'm i'm talking to you guys and the annoying thing with you guys is you have a passion and an interest in this food industry space and I feel sorry for you guys because you guys are at the forefront of innovation. You're at the forefront of trends and you just have to watch them unfold sometimes so slowly where I always think of it as an amazing, complicated Netflix show. Uh, bear with me here because say you stumble across it. You're listening to this podcast and I tell you to watch this show because it's it's mind-blowing and you tonight watch that show and you go, wow, that's what the future looks like. And then no one around you, your husband, your wife, your kids, your, your sisters, brothers, etc. aren't interested. You watch it go, wow, I've got no one to talk to. So... Then in a few months' time, you hear something going about this show. And you're like, oh, I've watched that. And then before you know it, it starts escalating. And then your husband's like, oh, we should watch this show that everyone's talking about on Netflix. And you're like, well, I watched that six months ago. And he watches it and then starts explaining to your son or daughter about how good it is. And then they have to watch it. And you're like going, I told you about this 
ages ago, but no one ever likes to hear it from the start. And you guys are in that position where you can only just sit there and watch. And when I say, who are we talking to? A trend only really kicks off when it's in the mainstream section. When you've got your Sandras and your Sandras from finance and your Kevins um, who watches your current affairs at night while tucking into his dinner, it's only until these guys who are your average everyday Joe Bloggs that a trend actually kicks off and that's when it goes mainstream but you guys have probably heard about these trends for a year to two years so this is where we need to be very careful about what trends are going to happen this year because it might actually be a trend from last year because of the covid situation range reviews were cancelled things didn't get the the shelf presence because of the panic buying so we might just have to hold fire for a little bit and see how that plays out with the retailers um so yeah you're just gonna have to sit there and be patient uh and discuss with myself because you know that i love this space um about the next things and also all the other people that you'll you'll find them on linkedin who actually love this space so at least there's a small tribe of us that uh enjoy it and it's funny because I always look at gluten-free as um, one of my favorite trends. Gluten-free is one of my favorite trends. And I don't know how it started. I, I always like to go back to how how things kind of, how that ball rolled and got momentum and got more energy. And before you know it, Jesus Christ, everyone became gluten-free, uh, which seemed like it happened overnight, but took a while and i should do more research onto this but i'm sure it was when like the likes of wheat belly or grain brain the books became like international bestsellers and i even thought it was trendy and um i read these books going oh jesus christ gluten's gluten's gonna kill me and i i didn't eat bread for six months when i was about 2021 because i was like oh it's yeah inflammation blah 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 and even when i met my wife she was she was uh killing me um when i was buying brunches at the weekend because she'd order a gluten-free toast which was an extra five dollars more expensive than um the uh the normal style but i think we all did it i think we've all bought into that trend thinking it would be the best trend ever and you look what happened last year uh yeah literally everyone bought everything so um yeah all the people that said i'm all gluten-free is bring a pandemic into things and before you know it they're buying their normal pasta but what i wanted to touch on is imagine being a celiac and i just think these guys who are actually cannot eat gluten imagine being a celiac and going oh my god like i'm so glad this trend kicked off because they were used to eating rock solid bread or um kind of having to go to the very back of the health store to to dust off a packet of pasta that contained gluten free that was probably four times the price as a normal uh, packet of pasta and it just got huge limelight so these guys are loving life even though i think it's like one to two percent of the population uh who actually can't eat gluten have got 
now a variety they could go down every aisle and find a product that they love and i always i always think in my head and this these are the weird things that go on in my mind i always go imagine if the limelight several years ago was and the people who wrote wheat belly and grain belly uh, to kick things off let's say instead of it gluten it was sulfites or yeast like that again their people are intolerant to sulfites they're intolerant to yeast and it got the popularity vote at the time and before you knew it jesus christ it just exploded and still to this day the poor celiacs would still be in kind of their rock solid toast and kind of having to go to the back of the uh, health store Whereas every uh, shelf, every product on the shelf would probably now say sulfite free or yeast free, etc. Where, where it's put in. So, or uh, an alternative to yeast because the research would have been uh, done to, to get that. So I always find uh, it's intriguing how brands just, ex- uh, how trends explode, where they've come from. And just the aftermath, like, yeah, as I say, celiacs, fantastic, well done. Anyway, back to business, Um, going off trends. So apart from the growth of kind of plant-based new technologies and innovation in in those products, in those current product formats, like, you got to look at burgers, sausages, pies. They're just going to improve so much where it'll get to a point where meat eaters will actually you'd have to what's the word i don't know what the word is but if you actually wanted to go with the option where you want an animal to suffer because you're just sick in the head over an alternative that contained the same nutritional profile contained the same texture and was the same price etc like once it gets to that point it's going to be very exciting uh and i hope a lot of animals will be jumping for joy um so yeah i just think this year huge huge interest in this space uh personally and i just think the investment again is just huge and nootropics adaptogens and again it's something that we should all be keeping an eye on uh just because it's going to get that extra one percent uh, improvement in our health and i think uh there's one more trend that i'd like to to um shout out in 2021 and i'm gonna put it out there and i think this year calories count and we've seen front of pack we've seen so many claims being made on front of pack and they keep changing the priority order like literally only a few years ago it was fat free then protein showed its face and like i say before gluten free came on sugar free um the health star fingers changed 400 times traffic light system etc what's not been brought to the light to the to the limelight is calories and with with covid everyone indulging everyone staying at home not really doing exercise gyms being closed etc people will have put on weight like mintel um put a stat out there that said literally um oh and i can't remember off the top of me but i think it was like over 14 pounds or 12 pounds etc so it's a fair fair whack and People always say you put on half a stone, a few kilos over Christmas. And I think with everything that's gone on over the last 12 months, 
I just make it, it makes perfect sense that people have put more weight on and the only way of getting rid of that weight is by reducing your calories it's a uh, simple of energy expenditure if anyone wants to disagree with that then uh, it's just simple science and calories really count like, and calories matter and what I can see over the next 12 months and I, I don't think it'll happen just yet but maybe when it comes to the the forefront hopefully middle of the year end of the year where we go we're eating so many calories like restaurants we don't actually understand how many calories we eat when we go out sometimes we don't want to know but I think if we start understanding how many calories we are consuming versus how many calories we're actually burning like I go for a run at lunchtime only 20 minutes 25 minutes and you look at it you probably burn off 150 200 calories max when you look at what that equates to in food language it's like a bite of a sandwich to be honest and I really think calories will start um, being put on and I think it'll be interesting to see which brands go first and it'll definitely be the the healthier option so that people move over they start switching uh, from one product to the other not because of the ingredients potentially but because of the ingredients and the calorie um, content that's in this uh, product so I think there'll be a huge shift in consumer uh, purchasing behavior and again going off topic i kind of like this uh just back and forth hopefully you guys do i honestly don't believe subway will be around um in the long term and correct me if i'm wrong if anyone uh knows any stats on subway like it that they might be saying they're doing well for their shareholders etc but um i just i just don't and this goes out to the listeners. Any listeners, do you actually go to Subway? Is it your preferred takeaway or kind of lunchtime um, option to go to? And when I look at the stores, I look at them and go, they're pretty dirty. They're pretty manky. They say that they eat fresh like it's a fresh option. And I don't think it is. They're, they're going to throw some huge money recently with their new marketing campaign which I think he's trying to bring in a new customer. So I don't actually know who the Subway customer is. And when I look at that and look at their product offer and whether they put sugar in their bread to make it taste nicer, I don't know whether that's been confirmed or not. But I honestly think in whether it's three to five years, I I can't see much of uh, life in the old Subway um tank to be honest and feel free get in contact you might think i'm wrong and i'd, I'd love to uh, see what people think of this but i just think that there's better options these days and again healthier options um more innovative options more kind of f- fresher options even though that that's what they uh they seem to go on to so yeah going off topic there but uh very interesting and I could happily finish there with kind of my trends. Uh, hopefully you guys are on board. If not, I'd love to hear what you think will be coming uh, this year. And go back to that kind of, who are we going after? Who is that target audience? Because we could say trend could be CBD. It's not looking like CBD is going to be uh, legalized anytime soon, but 
it's definitely a trend, but um, it's not for the masses. So it's one of them that we just have to keep in our back pocket until uh, it does. And even when it becomes legalized, again, it's not going to the to the masses. So we just need to be careful what we say are the biggest trends of the years. And I could touch on the ones that I saw in the um, in the Whole Foods article and the numerous other ones which a hundred percent agree and that's the non-alcoholic drink options like sober is now the new cool and the stuff like seed lipper doing brunswick cases who we've had on this podcast all right these guys uh, are just tapping into a huge market where people don't want the hangovers anymore and people are more cautious uh, of drink driving these days it's actually <laughs> it's stupid to drink drive so these options are coming to to fruition such as yeah the zero um alcoholic beverages in like the the bottled beer format which actually tastes okay like again it it's going back to the early gluten-free days where it's like yeah it's not bad it's okay these are just going to get in they're going to improve and improve until yeah honestly you, you won't be able to taste the difference and the other one that i've seen mentioned is yeah meal delivery convenience meals um just kind of the future in that space which completely agree i think 2021 we'll go back to our normal lives busy everyone's their busy lives that everyone bangs on about um so they won't have time to to bake their bread anymore and stuff like that and the banana bread that we're all doing last year so the convenience meal sector and the meal delivery um options uh will just flourish so bit of a random one today i just wanted to get a few of the things that were popping in my head things that i've seen recently and i didn't want to delay uh this podcast any longer because before you know it, it'll be march and no one wants to hear um what your trends are going to be for the year uh, midway through that so hope you guys are well looking forward to cracking on with this podcast talking more getting some great guests in and like i say reach out this podcast has grown from the early days where i only had eight listeners and if anyone's listening to this and take this podcast as um consistency is key with everything that's what i'm realizing with my doggy licious business just showing up just turning up doing an episode every week without fail bringing in some good content and yeah i had eight listeners for the first i think first four five six episodes and then we started growing had 25 and now we're at around about 2000 2500 so absolutely appreciate your support and I say, I just want to bring content that you guys enjoy, information that you enjoy, knowledge bombs about the industry. And if I can help in any way, shout out some questions and shout out some um, options of who you want on the podcast so that we can yeah, really uh, start interviewing and getting uh, a bit of a deep dive on these people. So have a great year, everyone. Make sure you keep safe. Um, yeah, reach out. But absolute pleasure being back and speak soon. Bye bye. Hold on, guys. Before you hit stop, don't forget to check out doggylicious.com.au and order some doggy products today. Use Retail Ready for 10% off. We hope you enjoyed the show.